All right, all right, all right. There's my moonbeam. What are you doing, Jesse? You can raise your hand and we can invite you to the stage. Matter of fact, I'm inviting you to the stage. Inviting you to the stage. Oh, Elisa already did, I guess. Um, Elisa will invite everyone to the stage, I believe, because I don't have that capability. <laughs> Lisa. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. No, I don't. I ain't even a mod. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> I don't know all this shit either, but, oh, I'm now a moderator. Okay, so what I want to start out with, and I want to give everybody, let's give everybody just a few minutes, because last week I gave you an assignment, and we discussed assigning people in our lives or, like, people from books or movies or any kind of media as your court of cups. And I shared mine, and we went through all of them, and I have Moonbeams, who had homework. So, who wants to get up here and tell me what you did? Did y'all do anything? Because I got some folks missing, I see. Is it, look, did your dog eat your homework, y'all? What? What the hell? (laughs) I'm sorry, I missed the first meeting. That's okay. Last week, um, a lot of the people that are here are part of our private network that me and Elisa and Dee run. And uh, one of the things I teach is tarot, uh, cardamancy, uh, all kinds of stuff. But last week, so on Tuesday, I always post something educational. And then I thought, because my husband's a music producer, he got me this little device. So anybody that comes to the stage, I want you to know you're being recorded. If you do not want to be recorded, don't come to the stage. But um. Instead of typing, because my arthritis has gotten, I'm in my 50s, I'm old, but instead of typing, I started just talking on Clubhouse and recording it and then uploading it on my cast later so that everybody in the network can get the assignment. And it's it's really saved me a lot of time. Last week, let me do just a quick rundown of last week. Last week, we talked about the suit of cups, which I call the the family of hearts. And the premise was that if you assign, if you think about the tarot court as four individual families or groups of friends or whatever, uh, work friend, whatever, whatever makes sense to you. If you think about them as uh, four different groups and assigning a character, a persona to them to help you remember the key characteristics of the energies, as well as remember the, the meanings of the cards and understanding that the court cards normally represent archetypes, um, people in our family, or that energy, not archetype like the major arcana, but, you know, kind of a lesser level. Major arcana are are the big, big, big things happening in our life. The pips are just the normal everyday stuff. And then the court cards are folks in our lives or energies that we deal with. Last week, I used that TV show Reba. Um, which really showed my age because no one knew what the hell I was talking about, but Reba Hart <laughs> and, and her and her husband, Reba was Queen of Wands. Her husband, ex-husband Brock, was the King of Wands or King of Hearts in reverse because he was the anti-King of Heart because he's an asshole. Um, Jake was the page and Van was the knight, the lovable, just wanting just love, just goof. And you know, I gave everyone, all of my students, the assignment to assign people from their life, from books, 
from shows, from movies, from any any kind of cultural reference like uh, pop culture or someone in your family or in your lineage to help you remember the court card. And so I have a number of people who were here last week or here now, but weren't last week and vice versa. There's Stephanie. Stephanie, I'm sure has. Allie, I'm promoting you. Allie, I'm inviting you to speak. Allie. Allie. No. Me. That's my friend, Allie, because I want your input on this, Miss Allison. And I just invited her, and she's there. You go. Listen, Allie. So last week, Allie is my other card slinger, y'all. So last week for the um, the suit of cups, I picked out Reba, Brock, Van, and um, Jake for the family of hearts cups, suit of cups. What do you think? What do you think of that, Allie? Does that resonate with you? Do you know the show, Reba? I know you do. Allie just had a birthday recently. Everybody say happy birthday, Allie. <laughs> happy birthday. Happy Allie. birthday. Oh, thank happy you. <laughs> can y'all guys hear me okay? We sure can. Yeah, I know the show, Reba, but I didn't watch the show, Reba. I know what you're talking about, but I didn't really watch it much, so. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, this week I know we what talk you're about talking about, Lynn. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank God somebody does. Damn. Because I was yes, like, I watch Reba. am I that old? Am I that old? I am that no, old. you're no, not that the... old. <laughs> yes, we're you are that old. <laughs> okay, well, let's start this week then. Since no one, and I'm going, you know, I'm going to post this in the network like I always do. And you can put your comment, your homework on the post. And that's just fine. So let's start this week, and we're going to look at the wands. Now, sorry, I'm hitting my thing. The wands, the wands are a different type of breed, aren't they? Wands, of course, representative of fire. I've had a lot, I've had a lot of newer readers come to me and ask me about swords and why they're related to air and not fire. And, I'm, and I have to ask them, why are you relating swords to fire? And more than one person, more than one person has brought up Game of Thrones. So I guess it's easier in your mind if you think of a show that had like people going to battle with swords and fighting that they would think of fire, maybe. Okay, that's great. Wands, swords are air. Wands are fire. But the kind of fire that we're talking about is really that fire that's inside of us, right? Whether we want to be a great adventurer whether we want to be a great, I don't know, author, actor, it's the passion that's inside of us. What are the things that we are passionate about? What are the things that we really want to do in our lives? We all have a goal, right? We, 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 we set goals every day, but a lot of us feel that we are, we're sent here for a reason, that we have a mission, okay? Some of the things that I'm passionate about, Elisa and Dee are not passionate about, but they could give two shits because guess what? It's my shit, not their shit, right? We all are individual. One of the things that I really, really, really am fighting against when it comes to teaching how to read tarot is just by rote memorizing the meaning of the cards because I've explained this a lot of times, but I'm going to redo this for those who weren't here last week or those who do not know me. It is of my opinion that there are too many decks now. And, and, and let me explain that. First, let me preface this by saying I'm in my 50s. 
back when I bought my first tarot deck, okay, there was only two tarot decks, three. There was Marcel. There was, I think Crowley's existed back then, but not normal occult shops a lot, you know. And then you had Rider Waite Smith, right? There wasn't a bunch of beautiful cards. And tarot is a book. It tells a story. There are meanings to the cards that should be honored, of course. But nowadays, when you look at tarot, since there are so many different ways that a certain card can be read as part of a story, you see a lot of artists take liberty with the art. I can read right away. You can throw any card in front of me and I can tell you exactly what that character is doing, exactly how it would read in a story for me, okay? And I own a lot of decks, but the secret is I do not read with a lot of decks. I learned to read this book. Now, does that mean that I can't learn to read? Yeah, of course, but we have some people in here who are race to get to 100 decks, and they just don't know that I'm already there, but I don't, I, I don't flex, Allie, but it's just for collection purposes. I would never read with them. I <laughs> would never much. read them. Yeah, I would never read with them, right? Why? Because for me, it's all about the connection and what the story says to me. You can hand me a deck. Does it mean that I cannot read from it? No, it does not mean that. I'm saying that I have certain decks for certain things. My hermetic deck is my slap you in the face, sit your ass down, you got to hear this kind of deck. Like, it's not going to mess with me at all. It's really probably going to ruin my fucking day, if I'm going to be honest, okay? Then I have a certain deck, the little sun and moon one that I read for love readings. I don't do a lot of love readings for, you know, for the simple fact that love shit the bed, you love yourself. And that's just my mindset about it. But when people come to me for readings, that deck is so warm and so giving and beautiful that it's just something I'm drawn to read when someone has, you know, a query about their love life. I have uh, other decks that I just absolutely love. I have a deck that I use for my show. I have two black decks. One is uh, for divination with Hakate. One is for shadow work. I know shadow work is not a part of witchcraft, but we all have id. We all got shit as Eddie Vedder says, right? What we do with our tools is very personal. If you are a member of any one of my educational networks or groups, you will see that I educate on how to dedicate your deck to your ancestors, to deity, to whatever you want to speak to. Um, you will see that when I educate about tarot, it is always part of the storytelling. Um, for instance, two years ago in my Facebook group, we started off with a hero's journey. We are going through the, we went through the court cards and I did a cute thing with Beyonce and Judge Judy and RuPaul for the Queens and things like that. I do really dumb, really dumb and really dirty, really dirty, um, tarot memes and say, guess which card this is just to mess with people's heads. We do all kinds of fun stuff. As we get through, as we're trying to get through the court cards, though, one of the easiest ways I found to really relate, and I did this years ago and didn't even realize it was a thing. Like, when you're raised doing something or you incorporate something into your practice that no one ever taught you, you just did, and then you see books pop up about it, and you see people pop up about it, you always think to yourself, oh, wow, I really know what the hell I'm doing, even though you really don't, but you feel that way. <laughs> Or even though you really do and you feel that way, you know what I'm saying? I think that we all connect in a different way with tarot. I think that we all connect with a different way with playing cards, with oracle decks, with Lenormand decks, right? 
I think it's very personal. And this is why. Because regardless of what the card means, in Rx, it means something different. Each card has more than one keyword. Therefore, it can be used to represent more than one meaning. Court cards, on the other hand, they are the same. They have We have our astrological you know, correspondences. We have timing that we can do with it. We can talk about physical characteristics of the cards. But the easiest way for me personally is to look at a card and recall that person, right? Just like when I was pulling up last week and looking at, you know, Reba, whenever I pull up the Knight of, of Cups, I think of Anne. I just, that energy comes to me in the spread, in the reading, and I can feel how that person is. Like there's someone who's going to be an influence in your life that reminds me of this person. And if you've ever had a conversation in your life where you, you tell someone, you know, you really remind me of this person or this person reminds me of this person, then this should resonate with you. Hang on. I, I locked my cat. In the, I'm so sorry. Get out of here, fat boy. Sorry. I had to let my cat out. So this week. I'm going to give you some information about the suit of wands and tell you my personal picks for the suit of wands. And yes, homework, y'all. Homework, moonbeams. I want to see them posts, okay? All right. And yes, my homework is never graded, so it's okay. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's start with the page. I always start with the pages because they're the youngsters. Um, when you think of, Pages, you think, we, I talked about this before, um, how some people associate the pages as female. Some associate them as male. I say they're androgynous, period. It's always an adolescent, you know, anyone from birth to, when do you go through puberty now? Like 13, I think? Yeah, 12, You know, 13. right before, yeah, right 25. before get, what'd you say? <laughs> I said 25. <laughs> <laughs> 40 30 if you're Marty you know you're you're thinking about when you think of the page you're thinking about a younger child one that hasn't you know and if you are a parent then you understand what puberty does to our little angels you go from wanting to smother them with love to smothering them in their sleep I get it I got three girls hey I'm no judgment but when I think of the pages I always think of how sweet they used to be before they turned into assholes who knew it all. Because if you say that your kid don't act like that, then I don't know whose kid you got, but you lying. You lying. We all like to say, well, we're perfect parents. It has nothing to do with our parenting because every child is an individual. And I would love to say that all my children are just angels from God himself. But we all know that's a lie. So we're thinking about the page. I Now listen. This character, I, I, you will either really get this or you really will not get this, okay? When I think of the pages, first of all, we got to think about fire signs, right? Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. My dad was an Aries. My husband's a Leo. I don't know that many Sagges, okay? Very passionate. They get, they get excited about stuff like, oh, I want to show you this. But when I think about the page of wands, I'm telling you, my go-to person for the Page of Wands would have to be Peter Griffith from Family Guy. Number one, yes, he's a man. Yes, he is. But 
he has the mindset of an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old boy. He is completely ridiculous. He's completely, like if the archetype was, I don't know, Peter Pan, that would be him. He will never grow up. He will never be responsible. What he will do is get on your fucking nerves, right? However, he's always going to be creative. And just the page of wands to me, they're messy people. They're just messy people to me. And when I think about him, there are really good episodes where he's just so dumb. You want to reach through the, the television and smack a, yeah, cartoon character. That, yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Or there's other times that he's just so carefree. I'm telling you, the wands for me, no, the wands for me would have to be Peter Griffin. Okay. I mean, so it doesn't fit into the vein of someone right before they hit puberty. It doesn't fit into the the season of summer because page of wands, season of summer. What it fits into for me is that Peter Pan syndrome, as in not that I'm going to steal your children, Peter Pan part, but the whole, I'm never going to grow up. I'm going to act like a 10-year-old boy. There's nothing you can do about it. I may get on your nerves, but you got to love me kind of deal. Whenever I think of the page of wands, I think of that jerk. I do. Now, I love cartoons. My dog is named after a character in Futurama. People that know me know this. So I think that associating Peter with this is not really that much of a stretch for me. If you know me, you would understand that, right? And, you know, he's he's always saying yes. But it's like that movie Yes Man, okay, where he's saying yes to the dumbest shit. So if there's someone in your life that reminds you who's young and it reminds you of Peter Pan that, they just, they don't hold down a job because they're just flitting from one thing to another, right? Um, they just kind of jump around. Um, actually, they're kind of like me in that aspect because I'm like, screw the man. But it's just kind of that mentality. Like, I'm going to jump, I, I'm going to be the fool and I'm going to take a nosedive cliff without researching anything, without using my head, I'm just going to fly and be, okay, that is to me the page of wands, are there any questions, thank you, uh, Elisa, you're welcome, uh, what did I do, that's what you didn't do, did you not see that, oh, pop up? you're okay. very welcome, no, yes, I did, I did, okay, so, let's move on to the knight of wands, now, the Knight of Wands. If we're going to look at timing, I think uh, the season is still summer. It's summer for the wands, right? But when we are looking at the Knight of Wands, for me, and I know this is probably going to be really, 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 really cliche. I, I get this. I do. I get this. Uh-oh, we lost her somehow. I don't know. Well, she muted her mic. She's coming back in. Just give it a second. She's experiencing technical difficulties. Thanking everybody for being here. Hello, everyone. Hi, Elisa. Hey, Stephanie. I'm so happy you're here. I don't know this what happened Maria. to Lynn. Where? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Maria. 
Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Bird. Hey, hello to everyone. Um, let me see if I can find uh, where Lynn is. Okay, and girls, just for the records, I do already have over 100 decks. <laughs> you have over 100 decks, Allison? I do, because I don't like Lynn. I don't read with them all, all the time. I do pull them out occasionally, and I try to change and switch them out with the seasons. But I just adore all the different creative artwork and the way the visual they visualize the different uh, journey of the deck. Mm -hmm. But I have to say that my favorite probably always will always be the Rider Waite deck, too, because that was the first one my mother ever gifted me when I was probably 11 years old. She found it in San Francisco when she was on a work trip, and it will always probably be my favorite one to work with. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There's Lynn. I got kicked out. I don't know what happened. We just like all of a sudden you were talking and you were gone, honey. What was the last thing that I said? You were, you were saying, you know, it's cliche night of wands, I think. Wasn't night it? of wands, yeah. And you were saying, you know, it's cliche, really cliche. And then I didn't hear the rest about what Dora, you were associating it with, I think. Dora the Explorer. I'm going to tell you why. I know it is cliche, like, because you think adventure, let's go on an adventure. And I swear, I can't ever get that out of my head. I had an event happen uh, with this adventurer kind of archetype in my life. And even though they were male, and even though they were a lot older, for some reason, when the first time I ever saw Dora the Explorer, when my daughter had it on, I was it, it stuck with me, and I don't know why. Now, what I was saying is another thing is I have a friend. The Knight of Wands for her is Indiana Jones. And you guys didn't hear me, but I was like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, that movie, I couldn't remember his name, Indiana Jones, because it's the adventurer. And then I read something re recently written by Ethany Dawn. Um, uh, who did she choose? I think she chose, was it Laura Croft from Tomb Raider? I can't remember. I think so. I'm not sure. Um, oh, that sounds fitting. I think it was what someone I saw a post don't quote me on that but I think that's what it was I think that's what it was because I remember thinking the same thing oh that is that fits that that's that fits real well so are we talking about um the knight of wands um yes what oh okay yes, um yes. the adventurer okay. oh okay well yeah I, I associate that whenever I get the Knight of Wands. I think it's kind of a very active individual, very, a very good looking. <laughs> this person is very good looking, um, sort of like a Don Juan kind of character. Um, like I said, very, uh, well, like Willow said, very um, adventurous and um, doesn't like to sit still at all. Uh, somebody that comes in and out very quickly and probably in for like just a quick passion. So it d depends on what the card is pulled for. But usually that's what I get that someone is very um, fire um, element, like energy regarding that. So that's just what my personal interpretation of that is. And I love that. I love that. See, she did her homework, y'all. She ain't even in the network. I love this because 
you know, sitting here and, and, and saying what I associate it with, one of the things that I keep saying that no one has asked about yet that you just proved, the point that you is just proven now, is that these characters may change for every story that you tell. Just like she said, no matter what. If I pulled it up, someone, I'm reading someone, and I see an adventurous type, you know, someone who's a little bit younger, um, maybe. If I'm doing a love reading, like she said, someone who's in for tonight, kind of like, you know, the layover situation. Some of these characters, well, not some of them, all of them will change depending on what type of reading that you do. Now, it may not. I'm not saying that this is true for everybody. I'm saying it's true for me, right? When we start associating these with people, people are very complex. We can have more than one character. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I hadn't made that point yet. But I, the whole reason I want everyone to share is because I want to know what you see when you see the Knight of Wands. So thank you for sharing. I love that. Thank you. You are most welcome. See, because I can't get people to say a word. Well, you know, <clears throat> when you, when you, whenever I hear the word knight or knight of something, I can't remember who sang that song. And it's an old one. She says something about on his shiny white horse, where's my knight in shining armor? That's always what I think of automatically. And then it kicks in, you know, the reader part of me starts kicking in you know, to read for whoever I'm reading for. But that's the first image I get every time I hear about the night. I know the song, Allie. Uh, yeah. Where have, all the, where have all the cowboys gone? That's it. That's it. Exactly. And that's exactly what I think of every time I hear the word night. So, see, I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing with me. I love that. So now we're on to the Queen of Wands. And listen, I don't care. You guys can judge me all you want. People who know me knows exactly what I'm getting ready to say. The Queen of Wands to me is the performer. You know what? The Queen of Wands to me is, they call me mother. It's RuPaul. I, I shared it. I, I, you can judge me. I don't care. I don't care. Whenever I think of the Queen of Wands, back in the day, it was like, you know, it's a, it's a force. It's an energy that is, if you guys ever watched Will and Grace, her mother that was always performing, always, 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 always just the performer. Just she would walk into the apartment just singing. Um, who was the actress that played it again? Debbie Reynolds. She would be the Queen of Wands, always coming in, just performing, right? It's just someone who craves being in the spotlight. And not in a way like you you may be thinking. What was like the cover of that whole album? And if Holly was here, she'd know exactly what I was saying. Live through this. I'm not talking about that kind of drama queen. That's not the way I'm talking about. I'm talking about this person has to be the star of the show. And this is for work, relationships. They are the natural. I am the star. And that is what I always think of with the Queen of Wands. I always, always think of RuPaul. Everything that he, it, and this is the funny thing, okay? I know nothing about him. Nothing. I do not watch Drag Race. I was introduced to him years and years and years ago. I like that song by him. They call me mother because I used to go clubbing with my brother. Um, but he's just a performer. Just gorgeous. Beautiful inside now. When I think of the Queen of Wands, um, it's never about someone who is vain. It's never about, like, the fame monster, like if you listen to Gaga, right? 
it's about someone who is going to lead with grace, right? The creative. Another thing about them is, even though they want all of that attention, you know, you get this energy that it is just to share their talent with the world, just to share their love with the world. You see a lot of people up on stage who just come alive. They may be very, very shy and timid, but the minute you get them in front of a camera or so, like, like me, if you've ever seen me live, you know, I transform. If I'm live, I'm like, hello, I am not the queen of wands. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is there are people that are uncomfortable in uncomfortable positions, right? They go through their lives and they may be very, very quiet. Look at Tina Turner. Tina Turner was standing in that bar when they started singing. They wouldn't let her go. They wouldn't let her up on the stage till she started singing. And they were like, oh my goodness, she done blew them away. Right? That's the Queen of Wands to me. They, you know, they just live and breathe. They they live and breathe the embodiment of knowing exactly who they are exactly who they are. If you've ever met people that they come across to you as, I have a friend who's an asparagus, she Aquarius, and I tease her all the time because she's a different person every day because she's going through her life and she never knows what she wants to be. I don't have the heart to tell her that she's running out of time to make up her mind, but she's not. She, I always tell her, you could be a different person every single day if you want to. To me, she is the queen of wands. She, but she wants to be the one that's dramatic on the fainting couch, like nobody cares for me. Nobody's going to come up here and see me. That kind of energy. And I always have to bring her back down to earth because we all love her. She's the queen of wands. Zodiac sign for the queen of wands is Aries. So do with that one what you want. It could be someone different for you. It could. Could be a pop star, could be a rock star, could be a fictional character, could be anybody. Sorry, I thought I heard someone unmute who wanted to talk. Okay, let's move on to the king. Now, the king of wands. Okay, there's a thing about the king of wands with me, all right? And I know this is going to sound weird because especially for the people in the room who do not know me. I own my own business and I have owned my own business since I... I retired from corporate America from a very big position, okay? I decided I wanted to be happy. I left for a, a number of different reasons, but the thing is that I left and I started my own business. I am an entrepreneur, period. I have ran my, I run a Facebook marketing agency and have for the last 10 years. I am an entrepreneur. I am the king of wands when I'm standing in the position at the head of my table in my company. I am the king of wands. King of Wands to me is a leader, right? Um, someone who is very, I don't want to put this in a way that makes me look weird. <laughs> but like, and I don't want to say anything that will offend anybody. So let me, let me think about this for a second. So the King of Wands to me would be like Oprah, right? And I believe Ebony did say that one. That one I did get right. Um, Oprah. She embodies everything. She's an actress. She is a damn good actress. She gives. She had her show. I mean, my my entire teenage years growing up was coming home because Oprah came on. My mama worked third shift when I got off the bus from school. In 15 minutes, Oprah was coming on, right? This is the kind of person who... 
This is the reason I say that I'm the king of wands too. I don't need a romantic partner. I need a business partner. I need a life partner. I'm married, so it sounds funny. However, the longer that you, you know, if you take the time to get to know me, you will understand that there are very few phrases that I will repeat and feelings that I have. And one of them from my mammal is love shit the bed. That means think with your head. Don't be stupid. You know, well, she used to say other colorful things to me, like keep a quarter between your knees and then you won't get, you know, mountain stuff. Anyway, it isn't that I don't want love. It's that my focus in life has been on being a leader and building, 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 constantly building. I built for the corporation I worked with, worked for. It's just what it is inside of me. Now I'm in my 50s. I don't want to build anything. I want to blow it all up and just play on Clubhouse all day or just lay in my pool. But it is the archetypical energy for me, the King of Wands, right? It's 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 loyalty it's support it's you know like i said it's partner a partner it's the entrepreneur so when i think of the king of wands i think of myself if i was to pull out a name that everybody knew it always makes me think oprah but i will tell you another person the king of wands makes me think of and that is Jim Jones, because the King of Wands is very charismatic. He could be a cult leader, okay, especially on the spiritual side when it comes to religion and things like that. When I think of the King of Wands, I also think of Jim Jones, because as I said, there are two sides to every coin. This character is going to change. And if you look at any one person as a whole, you have your ego and your persona. You are faceted. There are many sides of you. While I'm sitting here talking to you and being all cordial, you don't know me. I could get off here and go out in my yard and, I don't know, shoot rabbits or or burn my neighbor's house down or rob a liquor store. Y'all don't know, right? That, that, that could be in my shadow. We don't know. We really don't know people. When we are thinking about associating these cards and choosing people in our life, just like she pointed out, I don't want to get your name right, it's Shaniqua, correct? Just like she pointed out, she gave us many different facets, right? Someone who's passionate, someone who's just here for the stay, you know, staying here for the night, whatever, and quick in and out. There are many facets to humans. I just want to say, if you guys haven't done it, please tap on Lynn's profile pic and tap again to enlarge it. You got to see it up close. Oh, my profile, my profile pick is a, it's a joker from a deck of cards I have because I read playing cards and the joker is my birth card because I was born on New Year's Eve at the end of the evening. Actually, I'm a twin. And when I got these cards and really they're just called Royal Mischief and they're by the guy that makes that tarot deck that I gave away, Deviant Moon. I posted it today and I said, the artist, Robert, I can't remember his name, Patrick, I'm sorry. Uh, Patrick uh, Valencia, 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 I can't remember. Um, I said, you know, he either dreamt about me or saw my picture when he made this card, because if this isn't me, I don't know what the hell is. And so I changed my profile picture and it's a joke, but that's totally me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I don't live my life. Um, I'm a complicated person. I can't lie because it makes me physical ill. Physically ill. I cannot tell. It's terrible. 
Um, I think that everything's funny to the point that I offend people and I don't mean to. I really don't. The people in my group, you're either going to have a really, really good time or you're not. It's just, again, another example of how faceted we are as humans. When you assign someone to a card and you think about their persona, think about their ego as well. Everybody has good side and bad side, light, dark. Everybody has duality within them as well. They have masculine traits. They have feminine traits. Think about if you really want to sit down and connect and assign people. I'm using just things that pop into my mind. Again, when I read the story, these characters may change. And if they don't change who they are, they absolutely change which side of them I'm looking at. The good side, the bad side, their light side, their dark side. Their silly side, their serious side, their compassionate side, their I have no empathy because I've turned it off side. As humans, we have the capacity to love, to hate. You know, opposite of love to me is not hate, it's indifference. Think about indifference. Think about the good things and the bad things. Not only, and I had someone ask me this not too long ago, is if you, if you think about their bad side, is that the card in reverse? No, it's not. No. Reverse cards in reverse are not as simple as I am the opposite of what you see here. It goes a little bit deeper than that. There, there are a lot of other different meanings. But when thinking about them in reverse, think about the ego side of these personas. Think about the characters that you have chosen. Uh, not just their ages, not just their zodiac signs, not just, you know, their energy as, you know, them being effervescent and funny because I'm using a lot of humor here but also look at if there's someone in your life that you know has another side because it will help you connect deeper and that is this week's talk on the king of wands and I want to hear from you from people who were here last week and I know there were people here last week and I'm going through it here and it's so weird that I don't see a lot from last week but I would really like some input. I see you, Maria. Um, so I am going to yield the floor and open the discussion. I do have a question. For the Knight of Wands, you, like... Uh, and I liked how um, Shaniqua had put it that it's a, a lot of energy, um, keeps moving in and out. Um, it's kind of neat how you are associating like people with your tarot cards because I've never done that. Well, yeah, because you know the court cards, like I said last week, which you meant, I, Elisa, did I? Yes, and yes, and I, Maria. I yeah, got, I got the replay from last week. It's under the tarot topic in the network and Lunatics okay. group. Last week I recorded it. I'm recording this right now too. But it awesome. is a link you can listen to last week. Yes, yes, I, was, I would like to because um, I kind of feel lost with yeah, my. I know, but it's okay. I, I'm good. Know. So I in I just um and so. I am trying to uh, hone in on those skills for my readings. Um, and I only have one deck 
I kind of feel like, you know, um, I'm the apprentice. <laughs> no, all you need is one. Listen, I just mess with, I mess with people constantly and I know that I do, but. I but I think back this. to my reading that mm-hmm. you gave me too. And yes. now it, the, it's so crazy how, um, just listening to you, I can now, I have a better understanding of that reading because I had pulled, I think you had pulled some of these cards for me. I did. Mm-hmm. So it makes me understand it a little more and we're, uh, in perspective it brings it in in perspective a little more because i often refer back to that and look at it and see if there's anything else i can get out of it that that is exactly why whenever you book with me like that i i provide a video and a printout this is exactly why and i tell people all the time you're going to go well, you're going to want to go back and look at this it could be 6 months from now it could be a year from now you're going to want to come back and look at this and uh, I've had a couple people tell me I was flat full of shit, but more often than not, I hear the same thing like you just said. They come back to me. Everybody I've ever read for in the group has come back to me. Come to oh, think of it. I, you, um, I, you made me smile because you, you told me something I already knew and I had a feeling and you were actually spot on about it. Um, and you know, unfortunately, it's, I'm not, I'm thinking it's the moment has passed for that. Um, and it only because of, like you said, I'm holding myself back. Um, and I was reading too much into it. So. Well, it happens. It does. It, it, it's okay. It's, it's all okay. I think, uh, Jessica also is next. She has a question, I believe. And welcome, Sonia, and anybody else new to the room. And you guys listening, you're welcome to join us on stage to ask a question or join in discussion. Hit me, Jesse. I didn't, like, really have a question. I just wanted to tell Maria I've only got one deck, too, and I've had it for almost a year, and I still don't know what all the cards mean. All I know is that my deck is a bitch, and when I do readings, I still look at, like, the book to see what each card means, because I don't know them yet, but, yeah, but I don't, um, like, the way my deck is, like, I wouldn't want to try to learn another deck, like, whatever this deck has to say is the one that's going to say it to me, and Mama, um, Marty's mother, is a king of wands. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> is, she? is she? You know, Maria, <laughs> you guys hear me say all the time, I learned to read with Rider Waite. I've got, to, when I say that I have multiple copies of this fucking deck, I have a giant deck. A Rider Waite. The, the cards are seven inches tall. Okay. <laughs> I have multiple backs because, you know, part of my, you know, I love to collect decks too, but I like to collect the ones I actually read with. Although I do have, and someone should have bitch slapped me, I do have three copies also of the Five Cent Tarot. Now, I really like that deck, but I had to get two more colors. Well, I don't know why I did it. Because Yeah, um, the deck that I got is uh, was gifted to me, and as much as I love it, it doesn't, um, it's not speaking to me. Although it is very easy to, it has been very, um, 
easy to like take in the meanings. And I think maybe because the cards are, um, they, they have like a dual purpose and that it has to do with the archetypes and, um, and the readings. So it, 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 um, I guess for me learning, I learning, I guess the cards is, is probably a little more difficult. I think we all deal with that because me personally, I had my mother gave me a right away tarot about tarot deck, maybe almost close to five years. And so far I have like um, two more tarot decks. My friend gave me this voodoo tarot deck and I have the tarot deck for um, sexual magic just because mm-hmm. I like the illustration. I don't understand that deck at all. I just like the illustration and I think <laughs> it's a forever process because I got back into tarot maybe years ago, but I'm just now understanding like certain things and everyone has their different interpretation. And like, even if you go online and look at yes. books and everything is so many. So like, I think as a vast majority of people who read tarot, we have like a basic understanding of the basic meaning. So, and then you just use your intuition to, guide you from there because there's like numbers on there there's colors symbology there's like many ways to read the tarot so i think that's the beauty of it because we all read it in a different way exactly and there are so many variables because it depends on why you're doing the reading or if you're doing a spread what position the card falls in in that spread yes and i think for me it's just practice more practice it'll come and the the more and longer that you read the easier it'll come to you because you'll start to remember you know the some of those base meanings but then again you know i have found i've worked with the tarot for years and years and years and i still find that as i grow and as i get older and learn new things a lot of those meanings even though i know the foundation a lot of those meanings change for me and for those i read for you know the more knowledge I gain, I guess you could say. Yes, it's absolutely I true. And like Shanique was said, it depends on um, the you know why you're doing the reading, and um, the and for whom you know because nobody's the same. I and just, that's why, yeah, and that's why I keep saying when you go through all these different decks, they're going to talk to you in different ways. Yeah, I agree. For any deck, for any deck, I don't care if I read with it normally. I don't care if I own a deck. If you hand me a deck and the Ten of Wands comes out or or the first card I pull up, I won't read. That tells me right there, uh uh, I'm not reading for you. And I'm like, okay, and I put them down. Ten of Wands does it for me. If there's, I got too much going on or whatever, my energy isn't settled, whatever, not my deck, I don't care. I have certain cards that mean certain things that mean things to me and probably not to anyone else. But. It kind of goes along with the dream interpretation discussion we had in the network when I said, I don't interpret dreams and I don't believe in dream interpretation. And this is why symbolism means something different to everyone. How can someone tell you that if you dream of an owl, that it's Athena when I'm going to come along and I'm going to say, well, I'm not going to say it, Lisa, it's Stolas, you know, or something. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
<laughs> interpretation means something different to everybody. I dreamed about four oranges last night. That means I'm hungry. My sister's over here saying that means my cat's about to die. I mean, come on. It's different oh. for everybody. <laughs> so whenever people pop up I dreams, literally like, interpret it dreams, I say, hell no, I can't interpret it shit. <laughs> I literally just remembered that Stolas is like a little owl demon, isn't he? Yeah, he sure is. He's the cutie patootie little one with the long yes, legs. He is. Owls really have did long you, legs. Did you ever see the YouTube um, Hell of a Boss is a cartoon? No. But now you There's have a, to share it with me. It's it's awesome. And we I watched it again so that Marty would watch it. And there's an owl guy and his name is Stolas. And I don't know how I did not connect that. But he's super, um, like, he talks like this, and he's super, like, fancy, but then someone threatens his daughter, and he turns around and turns him to stone by just looking at him, and Marty was like, ooh, I like him. <laughs> but that his name like is Medusa. Medusa. <laughs> yeah, that's like, Sa is it Sadie? I think it's Sadie in the group that was like, I think, you know, I a lot of people, when they first join our group, one of the first questions they have is, can I work with deity? What deity should I work with? And I always say, you know, connect with your ancestors first, work it out. Everybody knew on their path. Um, you need time to learn, in my opinion, um, if you're going to do something the right way and not just follow people for one minute videos. But I think it's Sadie. I think it's Sadie May in the group that she got a tattoo and she kept coming and saying, Alice, I think I'm being called to Athena. I think I'm being called to Athena. And then that one night I got stoned and posted and told her it was a demon and it was stolen. <laughs> she knows me. She knows oh, gosh. Me. She like, you, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's Damn. the thing with symbolism, you know. It's like, what do they say? Uh, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Everybody sees through a different lens and it means something different for everybody. Even in the cards, you'd, like you say, you know the foundation, but certain cards you pull and the symbols you see for that particular moment in time can mean something completely different from what you learn too at times, I think. Yeah, well, it's and true. It, it is very true. Yeah, it causes confusion sometimes. During yeah, it, the reading. It can, but like I said, be patient with yourself because the more you look at those cards and the more that you read, because, you know, it, it's going to come. It will. It'll come to you. It, it, you'll find it becomes easier, you know, to remember what they mean and to see them in the, in the certain spreads and things like that. It does come. Yeah, I try to pull, like, one in the, like, Every once in a while, I'll just go to the deck and pull out one and, like, take it with me. And so I'll look at it while I'm at work and just kind of, um, you know, just study it, I guess. Yeah, and you know what I used to do? <clears throat> and I still do it. It's even with, like, new decks or things that I'm having issues with is I'll take that one card and I'll set it up with just two other cards and I'll see what I get out of that story or what it looks like it might mean with those two cards. And then I'll pull and set it up with another two cards and see how it can change within those readings within. and suits and things like that. So if you ever want to try that, you know, that might work for you too. Oh, That's like okay. Card story. That's like the two card story assignment. Yeah. I gave y'all the week before last week. I'm going to have to, I got to go back and listen. Yeah. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to listen too, and then I'm going to try it, Lynn, and then I will, yeah. I will post something. Please do. So I was explaining now, you take two cards, two cards, 
you switch them back and forth, how the story changes. And you know, one Alex was. You're going to need to repeat that because we lost you. Oh, there she went again. <laughs> well, what I was going to say too, until Lynn gets back, is it keeps you from getting so bored with the same old thing too, you know. So that exercise that Lynn was talking about or, or switching out those cards, you know, because it can get boring pulling that one card and then looking at it and you're like, God, this is, you know, <laughs> it, it gets kind of monotonous. So it gives you a way to change it up a little bit yep. and put it in a kind of a different setting. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. Welcome. Okay, another thing to do. You sound like a robot, Lynn. Poor thing. Didn't she just get her internet back? Yes, she just did. And there oh, she Oh, no, she's again. frustrated. There she is. I found her. Yay. Well, there she went again. <laughs> I, I, I know, know she's cussing. <laughs> I know oh, she's yes, cussing. she is. No okay, way. listen. It keeps kicking me. Okay. Now, I don't remember what now. I was saying. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, another two thing card you can assignment. Do, yeah. Oh yeah. Go look up two card uh, reads on YouTube. See which two cards they pull. I don't know if there's two cards on there. I know there's other like pull readings on there. Look up tarot spreads. When I used to develop tarot spreads for that get for that subscription box, remember that, Allie? Yeah, I do. I used I used to go on YouTube. And watch other people read to try to get like new spreads and new ideas. And then it, it one one day it hit me, wow, I should send people to YouTube to see these videos to see what cards they're pulling so they can pull them out and read their story and see if they get the same thing. It would help them uh, learn the meaning of the cards. I never posted it though, but I did have that idea. That is a good idea, and it like I, I was know. telling them, it keeps it from getting so boring. I mean, it's not. By all means, you know, pulling the one card a day is a great thing and journaling to or more than two. But if you ever want to just switch it up and keep it from getting monotonous, I was saying, you know, pulling them into a couple cards and then switching them out just keeps it from getting, you know, kind of boring at times. Yeah, because That's learning can get idea. boring. Yep. Well, good. Yeah, do it because uh, you go through the fool's journey. Um, I think you've already been through that, though, right, Maria? You've taken the whole fool's journey, right? No, I have not. Girlfriend, to the tarot topic. I'm slacking. I'm slacking. This is why I start with the fool's journey, okay? Okay. Because the major arcana are the major things that happen in our life and they're archetypes of the people in our life. There's three different caveats, seven cards each, you know, three little sections of the story. And I think starting there, number one, helps you with the symbolism of the card. Number two, helps you understand that people are represented in our lives in the story. And number three, just gets you familiar because the major arcana cards, understanding major arcana is makes it simpler. Everybody struggles. I know people who struggle with court cards. I know people who usually struggle with the major arcana. To me, mastering the major arcana, the astrological uh, symbols, um, the archetypes and stuff like that put me in more of a mindset. No, no, you gotta think this is back in the day of it being a story because the hero, the fool's journey is modeled after kind of like a hero's journey. 
And okay. once you understand that, you'll see it in movies and stuff. You know, you, you the guy starts out and his life is all good. And then this happens and then this happens. And then he meets this person and then this person. Then he decides, is the chick worth it or do I boot her ass? And then he does this. And then he goes out and has some drinks and gets a little bit too happy with it. Then he has to get straightened down. And then, you know, it's the end and everything's good, but it's starting all over again. And just for me... The major, mastering the major arcana was a major deal. So start with the fool's Me journey. too. Me too. Lynn, yeah. I want to, and, and Allison also, uh, both of you can give a good answer. Earlier in the room that I opened where I was speaking with um, Leona, and welcome back to the room, Leona. Uh, welcome, Angela, also. Uh, Leona had a great question, and some of us gave an answer, but I told her, that I wanted her to hear your answer on it. And Allison, I'd like you to chime in too. The difference between a tarot deck and an oracle deck. Oh, that's easy. Easy, easy. Tarot deck, seven, eight cards. It started years and years and years ago. I I'm not even going to go into the whole thing because you know everybody's going to fight and say who started them and all that. And I ain't going there. They are a set of cards, just like playing cards that were invented. They tell a particular story. Each card holds the energy of an archetype, of an event, of an energy. Oracle decks, however. So the thing with tarot is, you can buy 100 tarot decks that all look different, but the cards are going to be exactly the same, Leona. You're going to have your major arcana, your minor arcana, your court cards, and that's all you're going to have. Some tarot decks throw in a couple of extra ones, but for the most part, you get the same 78 cards. An oracle deck, on the other hand, is from anyone's imagination. You have people that do them for angels. You have people that do them for the fae. You have people that do them for crystals. The simple fact of the matter is, though, you will not find the major arcana, the minor arcana, or any of the court cards because those characters and that story simply do not exist in an oracle deck. An oracle deck is a work of art. Each one tells something different. Each one represents something different. Um, and that is the difference between tarot cards and oracle deck. Allie, your turn. Yeah, I agree. And, and the oracle cards usually, depending upon the artist or, or the work that they have, have an assigned meaning by that particular artist. So they're more direct with what exactly the card means and, you know, what it's going to mean in your reading. Whereas tarot cards can set up a different story at any given time, if that makes sense. Yeah, but all the suits, the uh, the the format, they're all going to be the same. Tarot yes. cards are going to be exactly the same. In yep. Oracle, you can pull every every single deck is different. Every card has a different meaning. So basically, it's harder to learn a shitload of Oracle decks than it is just to learn tarot. Because if you learn tarot, you can read with all decks. Yes. If you learn Oracle, you can learn with the deck you learned on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I find, like, using the oracles, my tarot cards are always going to be my go-to, but the oracle cards are just a nice, like, a confirmation. You can throw down one or two of those oracle cards on top of a tarot reading, and it kind of confirms what you found in that base reading. That's yes. kind of, that's how I use oracle decks, anyway. Yes. Allie and I both read tarot and oracle together, actually. 
We do. And a lot of it's for confirmation. It may go off into a different spread in Oracle. It just depends on the story being told and what, what we're involved in, in, in all honesty. Yep, that's the truth. With me, yeah, and with me, there may be a time that I really can't tell what's going on. I will gra grab a deck of poker cards and say, okay, just give me a number or a color. Just just give me something here because I really, there are times I'm like, I, I don't, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't know the answer here. We that's all true. And it kind of can lead you in a direction when you pull the, one of those oracle cards or t one or two of them. I agree. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things I'm finding really fucking hilarious lately is the amount of people that are the end-all, be-all tarot card readers because of this, 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 and this. And it's different for everyone, and there's room for everyone. However, it, it, it's lovely. It's lovely that you read like this or you, that you practice like this. And I love that you share and I want you to share because I'm nosy as hell and I want to know what you're doing, right? Just because I like it. I may want to do it too, you know. But Me too, me too. Telling folks they're doing it wrong or they have to do this or they have to do that does not sit well with me because I don't have time for that shit. Anybody that knows me knows I'm blunt to, and to the point and I will tell you, I ain't got time for this nonsense. I just don't. Everybody's journey is different. Yes, and that that is available to everyone as an individual in, in, everywhere, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, there was a big fight going on about uh, tarot being cultural appropriation. Now, if you're a part of my network or any part of my group, whenever I find bullshit like that in my network, I have an actual topic called Bullshit on the Internet. And the reason that I share it is because we work for the collective. We work for the resistance. We work together, period. We are together. When we go outside of our network to share magic, to do magic for the world, understanding what's going on is paramount. Now, do we talk politics? No. But when it comes to magic, the spreading of misinformation, the gatekeeping, and the bullshit is something we all are well abreast upon. We are all well abreast of because we meet monthly in our coven meeting we talk about work that needs to be done for the world what our contribution to earning our spot on this planet is and how we are going to help our brothers and sisters and people that gatekeep people that spread misinformation people who outright lie are the ones that need the most work in my opinion i said what i said because I if you're so standing too. in your ego if you're yeah. standing in your ego enough to stand there and and put people down for their practice, for their magic. When magic is inside of all of us, we don't need any tools. We are magic. If you are that kind of person, then you're the one who needs the work. And so, therefore, you will be added to the list of the folks we do the work for. <laughs> because oh, okay. I know that sounds so bad. <laughs> hey. Southern, and be like, I'll pray for you. But, you know, I mean, yes, really. <laughs> Hey, and just to give an example, so much misinformation got spread. Um, when, about making moon water with an eclipse and this, that, and the other, that when someone did post it as a joke, people thought they were serious. It was. Oh my God, poor. I, I know. That. Oh, and I, I commented, I said, I'm really honestly laughing with you. And I get that people are new to the group and they haven't seen my post on that. But like, here comes Stephanie. And she was like, I know that you posted about this. I can't find the post. But Seriously, because someone yes. asked me about it outside of the group, and I'm like, I can't find the words. I need to see the words so I can say the right thing. Well, it's like, if it's an eclipse, it's going to kill you, right? If it's, I mean, there's You're gonna just have so ghost many water. different. Oh, oh, shit. 
don't make moon water not tell you to have ghost water. I was like, I have ghost water. Heard, I have never in my life heard. I have never in my. I have never experienced this. I, I so I need to. Tell, I'm gonna tell their mama because th- this ain't this ain't even right. This ain't even right. The the things that are made up online now. Granted, I spend a lot of time online because I'm paid to do so. However, in my personal life, I'm never on any of my profiles. Like on Facebook, I'm not. Um, the content that I create, I have certain accounts for. However, again, I've got to say this again. Some of the stuff that I see is outright lies. There's no, there's no way that you can convince me after seeing what I've seen that someone legitimately made this information available to everyone. Because that's not true. That's that's just not true. It, it cannot be true. It, where does this book exist? In Never Leverland. Um, I think that it's important to share this information and to educate and to share. I think that there's never any competition. It's always community. And I think that when we step into that mindset in all parts of our magic, whether it's divination, reading tarot cards, uh, any kind of cards, oracle cards, or just existing, doing candle magic, doing any part of any magic that we share, period, within our orbit, it is important to understand the difference between the truth and a lie. It's very important. We, we could talk forever about the, the girl saying about the salt circle, about how she saw it on Supernatural, so she thinks she knows what she's doing. That's a TV show. I don't give a shit. Unless Anton LaVey is writing the show Lucifer, Shut up. Now, I love Lucifer. Don't get me wrong. But my point is, stop it. That's my point. Stop. Well, yeah, because if we're going to be doing any kind of teaching or mentorship, I mean, people need to be really aware of, you know, the facts and the gatekeeping doesn't need to be an issue because if not, we're never going to be able to have, you know, pass the knowledge down to the next generation you know, everything is closed off at some point in somebody's mind, and it just, you know, it's just not any room for that. I'm sorry. And yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. And the funniest thing was someone said something on TikTok, and Elisa popped up. It's hard. Journey, this journey is hard, okay? Understanding, if, if you were not raised, if, if this was not passed down to you, Okay, and you are starting a journey and you're starting from the beginning. It is hard. There are people who will join in because they see something on TV. They've watched Charm. They've seen Practical Magic. They like it. They learn that it's work and it may not be for them. This journey is hard. Not only is the educational part of it hard, but going within yourself, discovering your own sovereignty and power is hard. Assholes on the Internet make it harder. Telling lies, gatekeeping, um, driven by competition. I, I, it, it makes it. Were you going to mention your the TikTok about the um, conjure practicing conjure? Yes. Someone asked me if I was comfortable practicing conjure. I'm very comfortable. I was raised in it. I was raised by a very powerful conjure woman on the side of Jellicoe oh, Mountain. We didn't hear mm-hmm. you. We didn't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. I, yes, I can okay. hear you. I said, someone asked me if I was comfortable practicing conjure because they're setting me up most likely for that. White folks can't practice hoodoo. Well, we're going to talk about that on Thursday for the second time since we couldn't record it the first time. But I'm so excited. 
Well, it, yeah, if I, if I was comfortable, and I told them, I'm very comfortable. I was raised by a very powerful conjure woman. I do not practice hoodoo. I don't use the word hoodoo because that's not my practice. My practice is conjure. But what you need to understand is there are multiple forms of conjure, period. Just because I'm doing work that looks like hoodoo, you don't get to come up here and tell me I can't do I can do whatever I want, actually, when it comes to conjure because I was raised in this, period. I was raised in it. But there seems to be a big fight about it. Um, my practice is my practice, and it was my family's practice, and it was handed down. Alisa, her brujeria practice was handed down. Most of this is handed down to, you know, generation after generation after generation. It should be honored. Uh, D, the other one that's in our network, he practices hoodoo. I practice Appalachian magic, granny magic, mountain magic, whatever you want to call it, Tennessee magic. The magic that existed on these lands and in my mountains throughout my entire ancestral Cherokee line. So, yeah, I feel very comfortable sharing about it. And we're glad you do. Yes, we are. <laughs> very glad. Well, I can't, can't tell you how much I have learned uh, from you and about myself since I've started in this group and, and the educational topics and discussion and all those things. It's just, it's an eye-opener for me. And yeah, I appreciate you being here. Sonia, do you have has... a question or a comment? Nope, disagreement. Um, I okay, I saw you flashing your mic, so I just wanted to check. No, I just totally agree. I, I would not have gotten to where I am without what you share and the education and the Why fact that we get here? the truth. Why are you in here one more? And Jesse, I heard you. Do y'all listen to this? Jesse, Jesse was my first little and Little, I won't use the word baby witch, but Jessie was my first little y'all. Over two years ago, she contacted me about a death witch. And I, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it, but uh, Jessie was my first little Hey, she told me that I had been cursed by my best friend, and I was like, um, what do I do? I can't fight back because that will make me a bad witch. And I can't fight back because I don't have any tools. Because I had literally only been... Laughed trying to learn for, for maybe like months i had only been like and i will never ever forget it you said that you could uh hit somebody with a stick and a jar of peanut butter if you had to oh i could i said well, yeah yeah i did i said with a straw and a jar of peanut butter because i've done it i don't need a damn thing <laughs> you can give me a jar of peanut butter yeah i got you i got you but then the first thing I ever did was the binding spell to get them to stop lying to me, and they never said it again. So something works. You know, lying to you know, I have a lot of people that will join, and the first thing they're looking for is the love spells that I, I always have to tell them. I hate to break this to you, but the only love magic here is love thyself, know thyself. So I'm very sorry. I get a lot of messages. Will you do a spell for me? My boyfriend, no. If he left you, good. Let him go, girl. Let him go. I mean, and then, of course, I get a couple of different reactions, right? Like, how insensitive. And I'm like, but you just came to someone you don't even know just because she said she was a witch. So, how intrusive. I mean.
Okay. Or is there any other questions? Because I'm going to state this again in the network. Last week's replay is there. However, this is homework, y'all. I want to see last week if you assigned anything to the Court of Cups. This week, if you assigned it anything to the Court of Wands. We've got the two-card tarot story. I know that summer's coming, and I promise you, listen, I have been laying off posting. Dee has been doing a lot of the posting. I have laid off on a lot of the different little assignments because we want to enjoy the summer, right? But tarot is something we just are all going to share on. I don't want to put any pressure on you. You don't have to start now. You could wait till next year. It's The information's always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. So don't feel overwhelmed when I say that I'm giving you homework. Um, I know how y'all operate. You, you'll, you'll get to it when it's your time for you to get to it. And then if you have any questions, you know who to tag, and we will always be there for you. But next week, we're going on to the next court family. I haven't decided which one yet because I always like it to be a surprise. But we only have two left, so you got a 50-50 shot at getting it right. One last time. I just want to ask, um, am I going to find it on the network, the um, recorded? Yes, under the tarot topic. I posted okay. an image and said, you know, I'm on here. But if you go to witchbomb.com, yep. where the little icons are, click on the little podcast icon. And everything I'm, I'm able to record on Clubhouse, I put there. The conversation okay. about the difference between Appalachian magic and hoodoo was the night I kept getting kicked out. Me and Leona kept getting kicked out. I could not even run my own room. So I got no recording from that one. Um I didn't have the device. Derwood hadn't hooked me up yet. So we are going to have the conversation this Thursday again about what folks in hoodoo. That's our normal Thursday room from 11 p.m. to 3, 11 to 3 Eastern every Thursday. Uh, we may have to, we may go back and do the differences in, in the um, Appalachian and hoodoo because really it's just about spirit. Um, if someone requests it, I tried to get it. But any other replay you will find on my podcast because my podcast is simply Clubhouse Recordings because, you know, it's easier to share an audio like that because you can listen on Spotify or whatever you've got. I just wanted to make it easier. Awesome. Yes. No, I'm going to definitely, like I said, I've been slacking and I've been slacking. You're okay. <laughs> You're not slacking. You're just taking your time, doing it at your own pace. Listen, I'm slacking. But, but I got a good reason because I have no cabinets on the walls in my kitchen because me and my husband oh. are working oh, on our right. kitchen. Yes. We have the cabinets down. We're busting a hole in the wall. We're doing it all piece by piece, flooring, all this stuff. And me and him are doing it together. So I haven't had a lot of interaction with a lot of folks here in the last couple of weeks because I can't have the fucking cabinets on my walls. Yeah, my kids are well. Tomorrow's their last day of school, so uh, I will have a little bit more time. Well, you know, if you always tag me or message me, Maria, I'm always going to answer you. I mean, if I'm around, you know, I will always answer you. So if you need help with anything, you let me know, honey. Okay, thank you. Always welcome. Okay, I was just welcoming uh, Nick and Tyler to the room and. Wanted to find out if they had anything they would like to share or ask a question. Tyler was in our room for free Thanks. readings. Hi, Tyler. This is just an educational thing. Sorry, no readings. And hi, Nick. 
So this week, well, every Tuesday at this time. Oh, sure. Um, what was the name of uh, your podcast? I didn't catch it. Um, it's on Anchor FM, Witch Bomb. I'm Witch Bomb across all social media. Oh, okay. Witch Bomb Willow on Facebook is my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Witch Bomb Willow, the- Witch Bomb something on Instagram. I always forget about Instagram. I'm so bad about it. <laughs> I am, I'm so bad. I am terrible when it comes to Instagram, and I don't know why. I don't even know why. I just don't like Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me. If you go to witchbomb.com, right under the picture are all the links to all my social media and stuff. You can find it there, too. Okay. Thank you. You are most welcome. Well, hello, Andre, and welcome to the room. Lynn Andre is a gentleman I met that um, has a lot in common with B. as far as... Um, ATRs, Orishas, and things like that. Am I correct, Andre? Yes, you are. How's everybody this evening? Awesome. So nice to meet you. Oh, thank you so much. Pleasure. Hey, we're actually, we're actually, uh, we're talking about. Well, as you saw, the title of the room and almost winding down. But um, right now, it's just kind of everybody's relaxing and adding to the conversation as they see fit until we close the room. Yes, definitely, definitely. 